going on, guys? This is episode 22 this week. Uh, Mr. Thomas Doran has jumped on, and it was a really nice chat. We got to discuss his journey so far with pericarditis, um, as well as the fact that he's working with a lot of athletes and how his outlook and just overall implementation of a balanced lifestyle has come about. Uh, we had some good laughs, and yeah, just really nice once again to sit down with a friend, see what they're up to and catch up. Um, just before we get into it as well, if you are happy to jump on, give us a little subscribe. Any ratings are always appreciated. Obviously, a five stars what we want, but uh, feel free to give us whatever you think it's worth because at the end of the day, we're not looking to take over any <laughs> podcasting uh, platforms or anything like that, but we're just looking to get a positive message out to as many people as we can. So yeah, let's get into it. You look Do real I? good. I look all right. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> I feel pretty good. <laughs> Tommy D in the studio, mate. Let's go. Welcome to the Montana Project. Thank you, boys. A little wholesome start to the morning. Yeah. Usually it's like, oh, what have you been up to? And it's like, I've been with you all morning. Mate. <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Corey killing an exam. And yeah. Smashed. <laughs> 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 Got to do it again. <laughs> it's an early start, seven a.m. for an exam. Oh, I, I just booked it in. Oh, I did like, you? <clears throat> I was like, just get it done. It's a Saturday morning. And yeah, all, like, that's gutsy. I know. <laughs> you get done the big day. <laughs> 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 now we're gonna do it again. Uh, <laughs> uh, how uh, many attempts do you get? Four. And that was your first. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. But I think you get like I think I'm pretty sure if I'm right, I just have to do the ones I got wrong. Yeah, hopefully. If not, <laughs> that's gonna suck. <laughs> I think when I was doing my apprenticeship, we had it was weird. Like some of the tests we had because all all my theory was online, which was awesome because I could do it at home. Especially when I hurt my knee, I had like six weeks off, so I was like, I just do it all then. But it was one of those ones where if you get something wrong, you had to go all the way back to the start. Oh, and sounds... it's like, yeah, some some of the tests were like 30 questions and you get to like 29 and like cook it on that yeah, one. Yeah, like, oh. sucks to go all the way to the start. Yeah. I remember yeah. with uni, because like a lot of our stuff, like my thick of uni was thick of COVID. So every all the exams and stuff moved to online. Mm-hmm. So it made life so <laughs> much easier to get by. Do you have to like go on Zoom or something? Like, I Can don't they know. Check I, did, I did one like that in yeah. my whole thing. I think you're supposed to like a bit more official, but I only did one where it was like I had a laptop there and my camera was on, and then you had to like show the room as well, like what your <laughs> what your room was doing at the time, and that was the only thing I did. Hide away all the tissues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, you're like, like your laptop's on you, and you're like writing down, like no one knows if you're writing, you're typing, you're on your phone, like true, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a silver lining to go. Yeah. For me. <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna get a little welfare check on Tom after your wedding. Yeah. I was, I was, looking, <laughs> I was looking through all my camera roll, and they're just videos. I'm Tom Doran. <laughs> I'm Tom Doran. This is drink number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kind of you hit. You, what do you think? Like, how many drinks in do you reckon you hit your point? Because you got the yeah. I don't know. I just felt like. We were. On, I was on autopilot by the time we got there. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you guys have some beers together beforehand, or you? Yeah, we yeah. we polished a few at um yeah at Fishies and yeah. Lockies yeah Lockies old joint but yeah. yeah we polished a few there before we left Arakan. Mm. 
And then, yeah, boys like, were raring to go. I was so far behind Thomas. So he'd come <laughs> up, he'd be like, are we up to the next video? I'm like, I've had one beer since then. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, I could do it doing that thing where it's like this is my first drink this is my last yeah. drink I'm like yeah last drink I reckon everyone would have forgotten about it by then yeah that's <laughs> it <laughs> I think Dill did it as well didn't he I think he might have started with Dill. it yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he might have started with it yeah I remember getting his last one like in the Uber on the way back in the in the morning <laughs> or something after and he's like just a photo of him looking rattled yeah <laughs> I think I remember hearing that he did like the first one but maybe he didn't carry through after mm. yeah I don't think he did not us though no <laughs> we carried through <laughs> I love I love that everyone refers to it as Lockie's old joint or like it was never even though it's Lockie's house it's like yeah someone's like oh you wanna go around to Zach's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest I think it was that day that I found out that it was Lockie's old joint I thought he still lived oh boy um i had a little recommendation i think i spoke to you earlier about it there's yeah. a bunch of oh, i guess they're documentaries on netflix called untold i actually yeah. i spoke about the manti teo one a little while ago but um the one i watched the other night was it's called race of the century and it's about the america's cup long story short it's about a sailing race in america um, that's gone on and America had won it for 132 years running it's like the most dominant um, I guess run of any sporting thing yeah, I guess if you'd call it sporting or whatever probably hurting yeah, a lot of people's feelings there but <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway they I think it was 1983 a bunch of like Aussie blokes were and it, every four years it happens so it's kind of like the Olympics and in that time they get to design their own boat and it has to be designed in the country it has to have a team of those people so if it's Aussies or dutch whatever it is um competing against them and yeah it was really good like i'm not overly into sailing and all that sort of stuff as well but they did it really well and it was cool just to see like aussies at the time just this little country just coming over and just yeah challenging those guys and Mm. yeah i won't go into it any further because it's definitely worth a watch but it was it was so good i was like on the edge of my seat like i had chills throughout and it was awesome so it's so good when you find something like that because we Amy and I struggle to find a show that we agree on. and like half the time you do that yeah. thing oh do you want to watch it nah you want to yeah. watch it nah mm. and like these are good because they're probably a bit over an hour just a good amount to consume or whatever and yeah it's just it's awesome One, like, yeah when you know it's like real as well I feel like it changes the whole concept like you're into it a mm. bit more like as soon as you hear at the start of a movie or whatever like based on a true story yeah just like oh yeah, yeah. like nah. it's on <laughs> yeah Yes. Like, have you watched that Dharma? No, nah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the um, first episode. I was like, I don't need to sit through 10 episodes of this. <laughs> have you? What's oh, the, yeah, what's, the what's the backstory? Because obviously... Uh, it's a bloke that he's... There's a, there's a name for it, but he... He's like addicted to like organs and like he finds... It, it gets sexually aroused from like organs and stuff. Oh, right. And it's a true story. Like a bloke yeah. in like the... 1980s 1990s yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah and like it's like pretty heavy like he killed like 17 like, people or something. oh wow yeah like he's addicted to seeing them or seeing them like a bit of it like he'll drug people he takes home like, like I think he's homosexual well, don't think he is homosexual <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he takes blokes home drugs them and then just like sleeps next to them yeah like, right that kind of stuff and then he like uh, I think yeah and then he, like, he eats a few people. He yeah. ate people. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's like got like a room of like 
skeleton heads or something. Yeah. Like, just sitting there, like, as, like, trophies or something like that. It's hectic. It sees stuff like that just doesn't appeal to me. Not, like, out of the fact of, like, not being afraid from watching it at night or whatever. No. It's like, but no, it's just like, I, I just don't see myself like, yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I just don't see myself like building anything good from watching something like that. I know. Yeah. And it's still all true. And I guess some people love learning. I about think that that's probably where I was at as well. I watched the, like, you know how it starts? Like, it sort of, I felt like it started from the end, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They started from when he got caught. Yeah. So for right. me, it was like, yep, sweet. He's caught. He's in jail. <laughs> That's all I need to see. Is, <laughs> is he still alive? It, nah, he no. got, I looked at it, he got um, bashed in jail. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. That makes me feel <laughs> better. <laughs> but it, yeah, it starts from when he gets caught and then it goes into like a, like his childhood. His yeah. Yeah. Bring up. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. All that stuff, though, like, to see when they actually dive into the childhood, like, for the most part, they haven't had a nice one. Like, no. pe- people like that don't just occur, like, something yeah, obviously yeah. happens throughout. And, and, like, at the end of it, um, how his dad, they brought his dad into the station or something. Mm. I don't want to ruin too much of it, but no, it's, it's the first one, episode. It's yeah, one, you'll be right. <laughs> I haven't seen any more than this. Um, they brought his dad into the station and his dad thought, like, he had been... It was it he had been murdered? Yeah, or like right. That. Yeah. yeah, and his dad was like shook, full shell shocked that he was the murderer. Yeah, right. Yeah, so hectic. Mm. Is it his dad's played by the guy from um, Step Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beams. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no power tools. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, I wanted to be a T Rex. <laughs> I wanted to be a dinosaur. <laughs> Such a dumb movie, but I love it. Like it's probably one of the most quoted movies I reckon. Between, oh, it's like, all time. It is all time. <laughs> um, you were touching on before, obviously uni. So where you at with that? Because not currently teaching. Nah. Um. So pretty much, I've got one subject to go. Yeah. And then I'm fully signed off. Mm. But the thing is, with the one subject I got to go, it's an eight week full time prac. Yeah. And then like a your internship sort of assessment which is like a big long assessment you got to do as well and with work it's just hard to i guess take eight weeks full time off mm. and not get paid for it yeah mm. so yeah i'm in a bit of limbo at the moment with that but yeah. like obviously i will i'll finish up <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna do three, <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna do 300 credit points and then like have my last 10 or 20 and be like ah oh, you know tip it in you know what boys. not for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I've, I've paid the money and um, done the time like I've done three and a half years yeah but it's just fine in that time like I know it, I feel like if I do it now or I do it in four years time the prac itself like is I think I'll have the skills to be able to do that whenever and mm. then it's maybe that I might have a bit more struggle with that last piece of assessment but when I want to do it I'll do it does it stay valid like you that's what I wasn't sure about like I called him up and I was like oh I just want to because you can defer. Yeah. And I deferred for a year. And then I asked him after, I was like, oh, if I want to do the same thing next year, because at the time I was like, I might. Mm, like, I don't know. Mm, mm. It's like, if I want to do the same thing next year, am I sweet to do that? And he's like, yeah, you can defer for up to two years. And I was like, okay, so what happens after that? Mm. Like, <laughs> you got to go back to the start yeah. of the 30 oh, questions. Like, <laughs> I was like, are all my, like, all my credits still valid? He's like, yeah, your credits are valid. This story said, he said, yeah, your credits are valid forever. It's yeah. just like you'll be like out of the system, I guess. So maybe mm. like I'm not considered a student or something like that. Mm. Mm. So I just want to go on record. He said yeah. the credits. 
<laughs> credits are valid. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Fuck, it's that suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll probably I'll call up again before you know the end of time. And, yeah, and just make sure. <laughs> Fifty year old coming. So I'll do it one subject. That's why I have a lot of respect. Like, because I still I had like every uni class I had classes where it was like, you know, middle aged mums or mm. like blokes who might have done a career for 20 years of their life and been like, nah, I want to go back to school and study. Yeah. Mm. To have like that more, like way more responsibility than what probably what I'm carrying now. Like you might have kids and stuff like that mm. you got to feed. To have that and then still be at uni yeah. 20, 30 hours a week doing all those exams and those studies mm. and those assignments. Like that's crazy. In the short experience I did have there, that was what I found most challenging is like not the actual study and work you're doing but just balancing your life with yeah. it and it's like like you're saying like trying to find that period of eight weeks where you're not making any money and having to cover that like mm. yeah it, it's, it's challenging hectic. man i feel I, I feel like it'd be it's a fair case to make t- to say like when you are out on your practice you're getting paid some way or another 100 mm. like percent. it's not just yeah as you said it's not just like 18 year olds coming out of school that nah. they're still living like off their parents mm. yeah like people need to get paid (laughs) (laughs) i know there was a guy in my course that was like he was earning i think he was earning like six seven hundred bucks a week because because of his age and because he was on centrelink on the studying benefit or whatever it was at the time he was earning just as much as a full-time job just because he was studying and i was like no wonder uni's easy for you because that's the only sole focus you had to deal with because obviously throughout your three and a half years that you have done your work in part-time was that all where you are now nah nah the last year of it was where i was now and then the 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 first bit the first bit actually had three different jobs so the first bit of it would have been in retail yeah at city beach yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. shit at city beach yeah (laughs) um and then the second bit would have been when i was lifeguarding at wet wild and then that's 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 when yeah i did (laughs) i got you i did that Uh, what well, ride? Were you on a ride? No. Nah, oh, you're in this way. Churros. Pool. Churros. <laughs> Kamikaze. Oh, thank, thank God I wasn't on the churros, eh? <laughs> um, nah, you, you sort of like, you like, like rotate around in them. So you spend like, I think it was like an hour, although it could have been like a bit longer at a station or at a yep. ride or something like that. And then you might go to like a pool and then an hour there and you might go to another ride <laughs> and then you might go to lunch or something like that. But yeah it's a fun gig it's so easy but it was like it like but if you weren't on a pool it was easy i guess when you're mm. on a pool obviously you gotta worry you don't want someone to drown and stuff yeah like that. so you gotta yeah. be a bit vigilant when you're on a ride is yeah. <laughs> throw <laughs> those memes the kids just like wait for the <laughs> say yes it's pretty much what it is yeah remember the mammoth falls and you used to jump off the back yeah. of it Hold so up. many people used to do that as well and like i'm supposed to be in a position where it's like I gotta tell him like you know oh don't do that buddy. It's like I've been here. You're like, like stay. I've, I've been in, I've been in those shoes. Like where who am I to say not to jump off? You're like all right guys, stay in the tube, and then you're looking at him like wink. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you you always like you see it happen every single time you're there. You see mm. it happen. You're like, had you ever been kicked off any rides and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah before going there, when I was like a teenager going to wet wild i've legit jumped off mammoth falls like <laughs> let go of the tube and just like run down it yeah. <laughs> and then you go full circle and you're on the, on the other side of the fence you're like oh. it's such a crazy <laughs> thing because like i it's just so high like you don't really think about it when you're actually on the ride and that sort of thing but i i had a friend who got stuck up there 
and he reckons there was a crowd start building this is like probably 15 years ago sort of thing and so his mate's gone down he's jumped out and slowed right down and they've turned the water off and he's no like way. oh no so he he's obviously up there just fretting and then there's like a bit of a crowd down the bottom everyone's like trying to work out what's going on ride stopped ends up getting taken like he w- walked his way down there gets taken straight to like the security office and um he ended up like his mate walks and knocks on the door and he's like just don't like um he's like to his mate he's like just don't say anything i got this and so he's like oh look my friend's actually um got some issues like he and like played it off that way and he's like just don't say anything just be real calm about it and then he ended up getting walked out and they're like oh sorry mate like we didn't want you to misunderstand like what we're trying we're just trying to keep you safe and they walked out nothing like not even a slap on the wrist i was like oh probably because you're like of that age where you can get away with pretty much anything yeah yeah imagine the walk of shame though yeah, down, that, down the Mammoth Falls and shit. <laughs> You're the bloke Thumbs who stopped up. in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, because all those photos, I'm pretty sure they're on sensors. So yeah, when you if you're going through without a tube, the sensors still <laughs> picking something up. And dumbass teenagers, like, I don't know how they saw me. I, you, yeah. Like, probably laugh. I watch them from the top, like, he's out, radio down. Yeah, well, the, I think how you're instructed when you're at the top and you push them down, there's like corners. Yeah. And you're supposed to look at like every corner that the kids <laughs> are still in their tube. And if they're not in their tube, you're supposed to like radio down and be like, oh, yeah, let these uh-huh. kids know or something <laughs> like that. Yellow bodies, yellow bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, like, the, the what was it, the black hole and stuff, like the tube kind of ride, so that you yeah. could jump off your tube and you're like, you knew you had about like a dozen turns before you had to get to the bottom to get back in yeah. it. Yeah. But like, I'd, I'd go down with my brother sometimes and the minute you get pushed into there, it was just all on, like you're fighting the whole <laughs> way down and you're trying to keep the other one out of the tube. So then when you get down there, you're like, oh, I'm still in it. Yeah, legit. I remember one time that when I was there on the black hole, these two dudes went down the black hole and came both out backwards. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how this has happened, but I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm impressed right now. Oh, shit. It, it was a good gig. It was a good gig, like, besides mm. the pools. It, but, like, it, it was, like, sort of at the point where it was, like, like I, it was always just a uni job for yeah, me. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see personally any progression there because, it, like, if I had a left there, you you refill that position within yeah. like two days. It's not like your you, your skills are unique or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like at, when you have when it started to get to the point where it was like you're like like you're autonomous. It's like you're not you're like a robot sort of yeah. thing. So it's like yeah. It's it's a very cool job though. Like I know when everyone's coming up through start of high school and stuff, you're like yeah, I want to be a lifeguard. I went wild <laughs> or something like that. And then and yeah, getting to that point, you just you got the whistle, you got the authority. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like um. A lot of people that work there, like over 50% of the staff were like Brazilians or like tourists, yep. mostly Brazilians that mm. come here to Australia or to the Gold Coast and like do that working holiday yeah. sort of thing, like on a visa or something like that. Yep. And for something like that, it like I reckon it'd be perfect to have yeah. a job yeah. like that and still like tour around like this place. Did you have to save anyone? Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no like, like nothing like, Resus. Yeah, no resus, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but uh, a lot of like, especially when the wave cycle comes on, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, people just have never experienced waves before. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they go from so sweet to just so not sweet. <laughs> Chaos. And you can stop the waves and everything, but it's like sometimes they don't even 
picture that the waves are up, they're still just like in panic mode. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to go in. Because, yeah, I, oh man, I haven't been there in years, but like out the back, you'd remember seeing people sw- like swimming out there on those like tubes that they yeah. had at the time and stuff like that for all the diving movies yeah. and stuff. And when you, I think there was like a row of like floating cones sort of thing of like, don't go past this point yeah, sort of thing, or whatever is, yeah. it is. And yeah, you just see someone just chilling out there, like laying back and then the waves would kick on. <laughs> and we could like hear the sound, the siren goes off and you're like, all right, it's about to yeah. be carnage. <laughs> yeah, well that's, yeah, that's the time where like everyone's like, especially like you're supposed to be, you're switched on there all mm. the time. But when those happen, you're like full stand, you, you got to stand out of your seat and everything and like be vigilant as. And the worst thing was there, it wasn't the worst thing, but like the people who trained these lifeguards so it was like sort of like a international company it was an american company and they were like yep. real like like real narky about it all and like real serious like there was no mm. whereas before it was like a different company and then i think ever since i don't know i think it might have been around the time of like maybe the dream world incident and stuff like that whereas like everyone's not everyone got more serious but like just we had a change of people looking after us yeah mm. and i think then when it became that american company think like the whole dynamic of work in there changed because they used to like send like these people from america they used to fly them over they just blend in in the crowd wear like free dress or anything and they just start filming you really yeah they'd start filming the lifeguards and you'd get like audited on like like how you did your like your head sweeps and like what whether you were like talking to like staff got fired because they were caught being filmed and they might have been like on a pool and they were just having like a great old chat to like another staff member or something like that and they might be like turned they might be turned to the staff member and like for like 30 seconds they're not looking at the pool and they're like well like you got caught doing it we gotta fire you now and like yeah that happened multiple times like undercover boss you'd see it like i remember like at calypso you know the one that goes around i remember seeing it there one day it was just like this big old dude And he was like pretending to read a book and then like the book was like up and under the book was like a like an old school camera, like a digital camera. It wasn't even on a phone or anything. It was like a digital camera and he's just filming you like doing your head sweeps and stuff. And I had sunnies on. So like with your eyes, like they don't know where your eyes are looking. Yeah. And I'd like see him doing it. And I'd just be doing like massive head sweeps and just overkilling it. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do to get by. You got to do it. It's, it's like that undercover boss and they're like so this is what you should do I don't do it <laughs> I feel like that's most jobs I've ever had is like alright this is the way you're instructed to do it but it doesn't work and yeah. you should do it your own way or whatever Like that's exactly what it is whereas there it wasn't it was it was like very much they'd rather book. you stick by the rule and yeah. let someone drown than yeah <laughs> like, like I don't know yeah like yeah like we all have jobs now it's like the feel of things like do it your way do yeah. it what works best for you because yeah. you know the best about your role and stuff like that whereas there it was just like no this is the 10 20 rule or whatever mm. and just follow that to a t make sure you get your head sweeps in and stuff <laughs> and, and as well as that like daily they would send like the the upper staff like the park supervisors or something like that the people mm. in like a bit of like a higher role i guess they would send them free dress down like a slide or down in the, they jump in the wave pool and they pretend to be a guest drowning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to see if the lifeguards are like on point. So every time 
like this would happen daily every day one of their staff would come out when their staff would come out like the lifeguards like they had like their own little cult to work <laughs> together so they'd be like there's someone that like you're about to get done you're about to get tested yeah so it was so funny that's going <laughs> so obviously work now a little bit different but it's a pretty cool gig that you got yeah 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 like um so i'm at a, a at a performance center now on the gold coast and um the crew that i'm working with uh, our our sort of main situation that we're looking after is all the accommodation the events and the high performance stuff coming through the center um which is really cool for me because like our accommodation could vary from a holiday school camp or something like that all the way to like an elite sporting team Mm. depending on who we've got staying on site and then like a lot of the events that we've been hosting even recently like all nationwide tournaments and stuff we've got even right there at the moment we got um the all school remember all schools from high yeah. school the touch tournament so yeah. that's situated at the center at the moment it's like upwards of like ten thousand people oh wow throughout the whole week or whatever uh, heats of schools doing that um before there and then we have as well as that we might have like um pre-season or off-season camps for like you know big nrl teams and stuff like that so it's just cool to be in and around that and sort of getting a feel for like that environment and sort of how these other you know successful businesses like work and mm. their their ins and outs of their days and stuff like that so it's a real cool gig like yeah i really enjoy it and that's why i guess leading back to the uni thing why i'm not in a rush to go back there because where i'm at now it's like i really enjoy where like i haven't forecasted too far ahead into my future or anything like that mm. but where i'm at now i'm real happy with like what i'm doing as a job and like who i'm getting to meet and like mm. the skills that i'm picking up now and stuff so what teams have you had because were you doing a, if i call yeah. correctly were you doing a spin class with <laughs> yeah. like Papua New Guinea? was it Papua New hunters yeah the hunters so the um yeah, i didn't look out of place in that class did i <laughs> no, no, not one bit no yeah i'd look like a player or something would I? <laughs> um no nah, yeah so that was uh the q cup so the league below nrl the png hunters they were staying at work at the center they were situated base there for the last two years so they do their um they'd have their season and then they would on an i last or this year they spent their pre-season so they were with us from february or from january end of january all the way through till end of august so they did their whole season they played their games out of um runway bay across the road um did their training with us ate with us you know stayed with us did everything that was their home for the last 10 months and then they, they did the same thing last year as well and with that spin class that was like sort of a we wanted we, we were trying to do as much as we can the whole time for them but at the end we like wanted to sort of do a session like one of mm. our group exercise classes that we offer at the center and we mm. sort of thought like oh like we're having to think about it with our team like what would have been the best one to do and luckily enough we did a spin one it was they did like a they would do a conditioning this was before a off weekend for them so they'd always do a conditioning block like some sort of slaughter session that would just get them you know drained through from friday and then they'd have the next two days off so we said oh we talked to the coaches and i sort of said to them well why don't we just do a spin class for them it's just called a sprint class so it's like a half version spin class for half an hour why don't we do one of them for them just early morning then they can have the rest of the weekend off and they the coaches loved it <laughs> the boys in there I don't, I don't know if you've seen like i think i sent you some of the videos going around on it the boys got around it like no else eh? like <laughs> it was so good like i remember at one stage every time 
because you'd be like on the bike and then the instructor um tracy who's awesome like one of the best instructors for it she uh would tell you to like lift and you'd be like off the bike sprinting yeah. and every time they were off the bike sprinting it was like this pack mentality and they're all just going <laughs> Ooh, ah, <laughs> and it's just like the whole room is rocking <laughs> i was at the front and i was like frightened just like looking at them doing it <laughs> It was so good. It had like like members from around the center were like coming to like the front door and like even some members were like walking in the room filming it. It's like, what, are you, what are you doing in here? But it, it just yeah, that was sick. It was so good. Do they do that every year? Like, cause that's a long time to spend massive hey. away from home. Nah, and like during COVID, how NRL and AFL did it. They were still in the country, but they were just in another state. Yeah, and like it was like it was real controversial and like. Everyone hated because they're away from families and stuff. But if they're one time yeah. the NRL team staying over at um uh, over Morton or something, yeah, well, North Strati, they something? had um I think they had uh in Sunny Coast at one. I know where Storm was up up north. Yeah, Falcons. Sunny, yeah. yeah, they um they were had like four teams I think at, like around the same area because when they had the hubs with NRL, I'm pretty sure they had like four in Sunny Coast four on the Gold Coast or not four but like a handful in Sunny Coast a handful in the Gold Coast and a handful in Brizzy mm. and that's where they were based and um, similar that was for like a COVID thing for the bubble or whatever it was mm. and that was sort of how it worked with PNG. so before 2020 they played all their games out of Papua New Guinea mm. so they were just a Papua New Guinea side in the Q Cup mm. For, mm. so in, in that competition but when COVID hit and like international travel and stuff got made like way more difficult um they said that they were going to fly them over to queensland so they could be ba- they could still play and they could be based in the same state as all the other comps so it mm-hmm. made, i think it made life for all the other teams obviously a lot more easy because they didn't have to fly into state but it obviously made these boys lives a lot more difficult because they're like being taken away from their homes and their villages for 10 months on a year mm-hmm. and then they're they're doing all their game their home games essentially out of out of queensland yeah mm. the drive for the png boys like a lot of the fellas i knew through like helensvale and stuff as well coming across it's like it's their life hey yeah like, they just froth yeah, footy they and, do. Like, and to be coming across like it's funny because you've just obviously mentioned villages like yeah they are literally coming from places like mm. that to come over and play footy as well so like that sort of opportunity to stay at the center and and just live that sort of lifestyle must be amazing for them yeah yeah i know when they first came like uh in 2021 when they first came over yeah like as we said with the village it was a change from there to there like they were so fascinated by just the whole center and like the living even the the conditions so like at first they had twin rooms so two two blokes would share one room and the rooms were like you know they're like grade like your school camp sort of rooms like mm. it's like you know shared lodging shared bathroom <laughs> only two two rooms and the whole thing have an ensuite and stuff like that which were usually coaches or teachers when you're at a school mm. camp so um <laughs> when they first came over we, we were like a bit like well oh, i don't know how these like these rooms are going to go with you know adults and stuff mm. like some that. big like, boys yeah, too <laughs> and, yeah some big hundred plus kilo boys but they were frothing it they just loved like every bit about it just because like i don't know their their, their sense of gratitude and like i don't know it, it, it's a completely different culture like it was a culture shock for us it would have been a culture shock for them and mm. it was so cool to be able to work with that every day because like i took so much away from that and like i made 
so many great relationships like mm. i still keep in touch with, like a lot of the boys even though they're back home and a lot of the coaches even though like the type of people they are aren't like necessarily people i'm going to run into you know saturday night when i go out or something like that mm. so it was real cool experience for me and 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 as well for them that they sort of i think a lot of them have proven to the, themselves because they're all their dream is to play nrl like mm. their dreams to make it or whatever um, I think a lot of them have proven to themselves that they can like live in these kind of conditions. Like the, the living over here is a lot different to living back home, I'd assume. Mm. And a lot of them have proven to themselves over the past two years because they've done it, that they're capable of doing it, mm. which is, yeah, it's, it was like great. Like it was a great experience for me to be a part of over the last two years. I'm so grateful for it. With that influence from them and those connections and stuff, do you reckon you'd go over to like Port Moresby or like do the yeah, yeah do Kokoda or something? Yeah, like I've, that? Been, I've been invited over there. Have you? Yeah, by a few of them to do it. No, I like it. Bucket list thing for me is definitely I'd love to do the Kokoda Trail. Like yeah, same mm. the exact same trail. I know you can do like the, a lot of the boys have said that they know contacts where. You can do like tour guides and stuff like that. I think that's the only way you can do it really. Yeah. Mm. But they know like a lot of tour guide agencies or, or contacts through that. So it, like a little segue, like maybe if I get time, which I will, uh, uh, sometime I'd love to do that sort of trail for a week's on or whatever. And then hopefully the boys will have a home game or something like that mm. at the end of the week and you can go into camp with them and stuff like that. And yeah. like sort of be beside that because I'd love to see them play at home. Yeah. Apparently it's just like, it's just a dip, different atmosphere. Like they've got a proper home ground advantage over there, yeah. as opposed to playing <laughs> yeah. over here, yeah. which is hectic. I think their their win rate, like they played their last game of the season back home, and they they got a win. And it looks like all of next year will probably be back home as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, for their sake, it is as well. Like I'd, I'd rather them be happy and around their family. Mm. But um, yeah, their 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 strike rate over there apparently is like 70 80 percent like it's so hard to go over there and because it's hot all all year around there and you play footy in a winter like it's a winter sport yeah a lot of these teams will have camp training leading up into it plus the eight weeks or whatever before the season will be winter so they'll be in those cold temperatures and then you go over there and it's like 40 degree dry it's just a massive shock to the system whereas these boys they're obviously climatized for it yeah so that's i think that would obviously play to to why they're like so unbeatable over there Hmm. which is hectic but yeah it'd be so cool to experience i reckon Hmm. would you ever move into like sports management like for a nrl team or i don't know like it it, it's a it's it, it seems like that sort of that sort of like bubble is so results driven so you know looking from the out in it always seems like the when the team's winning it's the players fault and when the team's losing it's like the coaching and the staff and everyone else's fault so it's like it seems very volatile so you'd Mm -hmm. have to be to be in that i feel like you'd have to be in like a great headspace and like have things have a a life away from it Mm. but that's not to say that like i would never do it um if an opportunity came up that like interested me then yeah maybe but i don't know to mm. be honest like it, it's like i reckon it'd be a great experience like and, and that's what i'm all for i'm all for like chasing like those type of learnings and stuff like that somewhere where you can see growth or something like that i'm sure there'd be massive amounts of that in like a situation there has, mm. has working at the center sort of enabled you to just look after because it seems like it is very important for you to maintain your fitness and your yeah. mental and physical health and that where did that sort of kick off because if i'm not 
If yeah. I'm if I'm not wrong, I think you're a bit of a chubby boy when you're younger. <laughs> <weren't> you? <laughs> I remember having uh, on my I've, notes originally when Corey and I were talking about, like, yeah, we'll get Tommy on. I had on there. I was like, was fat, fat kid. Was fat. <laughs> I, I wrote, I wrote down, I wrote chubby kid. Fat and then I deleted, <laughs> deleted it back out. <laughs> but you know, how'd that kick off? Because I'd, uh, I'd also really like to touch on like the pericarditis stuff yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. been going through. And um, yeah, no, I was, I was a fat kid. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was on the chubby side. I'd actually... I don't think I've been as heavy as I probably was when I was like 13, 14 years really? old. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. And that all started. So I was playing like footy and stuff like that, like every other kid um, growing up or, every, or most of my mates growing up. And um, my sort of off, out of footy exercise was boxing originally. Mm. And that's where I like, I lost a lot of my weight was I, one of my dad's good friends had like a boxing gym in his garage and I used to go there on afternoons that I wasn't playing, like wasn't footy training or, or playing games or something like that. I'd go over there and uh, train there in his garage. And that's where I lost like a lot of my weight to begin with. And then sort of after that, it just like stuck off with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, luckily enough, although that's not to say that if I have like a good run of just doing nothing and drinking piss and eating <laughs> shit food, I reckon I could easily gain it all back if I wanted to. It seems like though you've really got it locked down like beyond the actual, like the physical yeah. fitness, it's like you really dialed into your nutrition and, and yeah. like your sleep, what all, all that stuff we are talking about this morning. Like, did you yeah. want to touch on that? Work, work's helped with that heaps as well. Like, like I'm, I'm so grateful for like the, the job that I have and the position I'm in and the people that I work with for the fact that like it is like my like the work that i'm at it's genuinely humans looking after humans like they you're a human being first and foremost and they know that like your position isn't who you are like mm. you obviously have a life outside of your work and i'm luckily enough to be able to like my half an hour break that i'll take every day like i can i've got the gym right there like mm. i can go train or like we've got the pool we've got the track like that's so accessible to me on my lunch breaks that i can go do that in my half an hour like smoko where mm, or, mm. or like even before work like if i have a, a bit of a later start and i don't start to eight o'clock i'll do my weights i'll do my sessions before work and then i'll get straight into it and then after work i'm like i've got the saunas there i've got the ice baths there there's so, a strategy to him demolishing us <laughs> <that> challenge <laughs> yeah for anyone yeah. for anyone that's listened to all the previous episodes we mentioned the um, february challenge tom is the one that just smoked everybody <laughs> I think I think the first the second week no sorry first week you come in maybe fourth or yeah, fifth like sitting where we were like myself and you yeah. and then next week Tommy comes through and like <laughs> 300 kilometers for the for the week or something I was so like when it first happened I was so like on edge I was like oh, I don't know how this is playing <laughs> out like you know the boys just get around or something and then I think it was Jake Jake just yeah. killed us him, after him the and, first him week. and Retzi on that first week dominate like they'll probably 40 yeah 30k yeah, they were ahead well ahead like that. they yeah. were well ahead and i was like oh, okay because <laughs> like, we had, we had the breakdown here. like the multipliers with the swimming and stuff like you were doing yeah. a lot of swimming at the time and then oh and the rowing or something the rowing, like that yeah, yeah yeah but yeah next week you come through and just, <laughs> just <laughs> knock everyone out of the park. yeah you it. pumped out like 30k's on the last day to, i thought or saying because we but we went for like a few drinks a few more drinks like the saturday night or something the, i think it was the day before the month finished so you actually yeah, got no, to you're right yeah you're right you got yeah. to a thousand for the month didn't you yeah yeah, yeah. i got to because i wanted to crack a thousand <laughs> um 
that was my little milestone. We did. We had that drinks on the... Uh, we went to Bine, I think it was, yeah. on the Saturday. And it was like two days before the end of the month. Yeah. And the next two days, I think I cracked To, out, to like put it in perspective each. as well, I think second and third place were like mid-600s for the month. So, you've, <laughs> you've almost doubled like the closest guys. I just absolutely smoked them. But yeah, you did, did very well. Yeah, there's a bit of head noise going through that one for sure. <laughs> I remember being at work and like... I was trying to focus on work and I was just anxious that someone was out there doing K's and I wasn't. <laughs> I was I like, Wayno. Wayno yeah, Wayne, Wayno's gone and bought a yeah, rowing machine. Bought a r- <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Did you like swim? Because you got most of yours out of swimming. Was yeah, it? probably most. Oh, Yeah, no, you're probably right. I probably did get most of mine out of swimming. Like it, it when it worked out calculated, most of my mm. K's would have come out of swimming. A fair, I got a bit out of rowing as well on my lunch breaks I was doing rowing. Mm. But, um, Did you like, like swimming? Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't enjoy it at all. But I don't know, like especially at the start, because you got to like, there's like a full breathing technique to it. Like mm. if you really like don't dial that in, <laughs> yeah, you're struggling. Hey, like I remember on, I think it was on my birthday. Remember when we went down did to the group pool? one? Yeah, yeah, we did the group one at the pool. Even those days, I was struggling to like get my breath right. It makes complete sense though. Like someone, Amy was fantastic because she used to do a lot of swimming and uh, someone had mentioned to me, they're like, yeah, you got to be doing your exhale on the way through the water rather than trying to go like exhale and inhale when your head's out. Yeah. You exhale on the way when your head's turning and then it's just all inhale, inhale while, you, while your head's yeah. out of the water. Makes so, a bit of sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just... Double breath while your head's up. Yeah, that's yeah. what it got to. But uh, I got some days like... When I was doing those long ones, um, it was almost like therapeutic sometimes. Like you, it, you're staring at a white line, just like swimming mm. for hour or an hour on end or whatever it is. And the first twenties is a struggle, which which is like every sort mm. of exercise you do. Mm. The first little start of it's a struggle, but after that, you sort of just like got in your zone. I yeah, guess. you get a rhythm. And like I just, I just kept going. Like mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even try to look at my watch and see how far I've gone or how long I've gone or anything like that. I would just like legit just keep going, and then it would just get to a point where it's like, okay, let's see what I've got. And then I was like, okay, I've got this. So mm. Let's stop or whatever. Mm. That's how that's how it works. Did you get on a bike at all? Because I reckon Bryce got <laughs> gypped with that. Because like I <laughs> yeah. did, I did a twenty k ride one day and it, get, it gets quartered. So like. I, in the space of that ride, I could have just run 5K and, yeah. and done it far quicker and stuff as well. So I think he got stitched up. Yeah, there. I think he got stitched up too because didn't he do like... He did 100K one Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. 25 out of it. Which, yeah, 25 <laughs> And that, that cuts it down to like basically, yeah, like the same amount of time in a pool or whatever for far less Ks. Yeah, because what was the pool... I think it was five miles we, Yeah, we, we, it was at, at first. The, Six and a half. Yeah, it? and there was a lot of dispute going on in the chat where we changed oh, that. Man. That's the thing. That's why I, <laughs> I changed your nickname to Peter Volandis. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, all I, the rule changes. But I was like, I was just trying to keep everyone happy for a while. And I was like, nah, screw this. I've come up with a challenge. I'm like, I'm setting some. And we ended up just going off a triathlon split, which was kind of trying to make it as fair as yeah. possible. And like, yeah, people were complaining like, oh yeah, but I was like, just go out and do the Ks. Like, <laughs> I was like, but yeah, the minute there was, because there's a $100 buy-in from each of us. So yeah. I think everyone, um, like, yeah, the money the money was thrown down. And it I, I remember massive. thinking, I was like, maybe like 10 to 15 Ks a day was going to do all right. And then after that first week, I just was like, oh boy, I'm in for a long month. See, like, I was thinking that too until after that first week. And yeah. I was like, I, like I hated it because I knew how much work was coming for these next yeah. three weeks. 
But I was like, oh, we, we got to do it now. We're already a week So in. I remember that it must have been on your birthday or whenever we did that group swim, swim in the morning. Yeah. We're all meeting back up for like lunch or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, we the surf club. For and I snuck, I snuck off back to the, <laughs> I snuck off to the gym and did another 10K on the rower. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, cause I knew I was like everyone. And it, that was the thing. Cause like, if you dropped off for even a day, you were just out of, like you were obviously yeah. far beyond everyone. But if you dropped off for even a day, you're pretty much out up. of it. Yeah. yeah. Like I know a couple of the guys, there was a there was a clear group at the front for the first week and then it dropped off by about 40Ks yeah. or something like that in difference. And then the minute you miss that again, you're just like... The li- yeah, 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 yeah. You're behind. I remember even at that swim that day, I had done like 2Ks or something. And I was speaking to Lockie and I was like, oh, um, he, he said, how many cases did you do? I was like, oh, two. And he had two originally and he's gone and swum one extra, <laughs> extra lap just to have that, have that leaf over me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like, it was good, like healthy yeah. competition, I felt yeah. like it was. But look at like Wayno, like Wayno was looking smashed fit. It. I, think yeah. he, I think he dropped like nine kilo or something in a month. Yeah, and, he and killed it. Yeah. Yeah, he did really well, but um, in that time, you were obviously still dealing with pericarditis. Yeah, Did you want that, to go through like what that is and, and sort of how it come about and where you're at with it? Yeah, that's like another thing with it that was like dumb for me to <laughs> compete in that competition when I had that going on. So, we, well, You were having a few issues with it beforehand? Yeah, yeah. So in December um, was when I got diagnosed with it. So mm. like pericarditis pretty much it's inflammation of the heart. So it's the... It's not the heart itself. The heart is myocarditis, whereas it's the the vest that surrounds the heart. So right. I had inflammation of that, similar to like I guess tendonitis. I would assume like tendonitis in a in an ankle or a, or a wrist or something. But it, this is this is your heart. Yeah, your ticker. So I had um inflammation of that, and I was dealing with that for yeah a month before that before that challenge came out. And I remember when you first made the group chat in like middle of january or whatever i was just thinking no can we like delay this can we not do this and, yeah and everyone's going like getting around it keen as keen as and i was just wanted to leave the chat and i was like i've got fomo I'm like I, yeah. I want to be a part of this and um yeah so i was dealing with that through it and and it definitely didn't make life easier for me by doing that and it, it also made my <clears throat> it made my kilometer blocks take way longer than they mm. needed to because i was like at a point where i wasn't even exerting myself i mm. was generally like I, I don't even think i ran once i think i just walked my rows were like long yeah. hour long rows but yeah, I low run, intensity yeah low intensity steady state cardio type of stuff and my swims were long as because i didn't want to spike mm. i didn't want to spike my heart rate because it, at, at times when i like if, if i did it like it, it was proper torture like it was real painful to mm. do that sort of stuff it was even painful just to do what i was doing during it um because essentially what it is is it's like i guess if your heart's pumping throughout that and there's a vest around it that's inflamed and your heart's sort of rubbing up against that or bouncing up against that Mm. it's just gonna make it worse and worse which is Mm. what it was doing for me and it that was like a the last oh i really hadn't really recovered from it fully until i'd say maybe june july of this year so that's about six seven months after i first had it i first got it um it sort of it, it was hard like it was a real shock to the system because the only way to get it better was to have the prescription that like the, that i was prescribed for it which was this thing called culture scene and i took that and um 
for like months on end and then the other sort of antidote to it was that i had to just do nothing Mm. like i had to actually like for probably like once in my life i had to just like completely refrain from any sort of activity that was gonna lift my heart rate and that Mm. was like even a thing as much as like a a strong walk or something like that because and how'd that play out because obviously for your mental health being physical and doing that sort of stuff is so important to you like how'd that play out in that period it was it was tricky like it it really if i had a like anyone else like i i should have been over it in maybe three months like from other stories i've heard and and read into and um seen it could have all been over for me within three months but because I, it was playing such a mental like it was like mentally tough for me to do it was because like for so long like working out and like sort of slaughtering yourself in that training aspect has been like a vice it's sort of like a, a it counteracts so many things for me like you have a big weekend on the piss just kill yourself in training like you know drain yourself mm. and you feel so much better after or I do I felt so much mm. better after even if I like ate crap that day and i trained that night hard it was just like a sense of like relief to me you know a- any sort of thing that was even like even like if i was struggling with anything really mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. advice for me was working out and sort of if i could I felt like if i could put myself through challenging things in that aspect it like really it the the hour that i spent slaughtering myself in the gym like created 23 hours of stress for the rest of the day and that's like how it's always been Mm. like for me and um to essentially like not have that and not be able to do that at all was like even more of a battle Mm. than the like the physical difficulty yeah yeah. the, the injury itself like for the fact that like this it's so new to me like it was for once in my life i'm not doing like something i've been that's been like a habit for me for the mm. last whatever many years since i was that, <laughs> that fat kid <laughs> since then yeah um yeah, yeah so it, it was like it was really tough like and that's that's probably why it did take a bit longer and things like that that challenge like made life a lot harder and e- even like things like even like like a bad night's sleep would incur like like i'd have a throb for the next day like Mm -hmm. like that sort of draining it wasn't just like physical draining it was also like if i had like a weekend on like drinking alcohol like the next couple days in the week like i'd have a like noticeable throb in my Mm. chest and it was painful and like and then like the the upper end of that pain threshold was just like if i was to work out the pain would turn into like maybe like a sharp stab or something Mm. like that which was like obviously unbearable which is why i didn't do those sort of things but like even little things like you know and any sort of thing that you think would lift your heart rate like spike that heart rate from like resting to working like Mm. it was noticeable then which yeah made it made did make it it threw a spanner in the works because it was like all right how are we gonna tackle this this mm. time around so what what did you implement to sort of get past it or keep yourself um, busy because i remember you sort of you're reaching out a lot at that point in time just to be asking you always do but like even more so through that period of like what's everyone reading or what's everyone listening to yeah. at the moment and yeah that that was a big one for me like it i sort of if i couldn't you know better myself in a physical sense i guess i was trying to better myself in like a mental sense so mm. i was getting into like my 
my reading or my audio books that's how like podcasts i guess started for me was was through that period and yeah now oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> alarms go off Time to wake up, Corey. Is that yeah, your, no, that's that's your Saturday normal alarm, isn't it? At 12 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you listen to podcasts, audio Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I, was, I was doing a lot of like researching into health um, and learning through that sphere, I guess. Like I was just trying to get little... I was trying to get little one percenters in like under my belt that I knew that when I would come back to training and and eating right and doing all those sort of things that i would be better off from all that i've learned in the the past few months that maybe i wouldn't have learned if i had spent that time you know working out or whatever so Mm. it was good like it was it it was good to you know read these health sort of books and listen to these like genius people's podcasts and talks and stuff like that and sort of see like where the science is at for all those like one percenters that that you know optimizes your health really mm. like that that's where I, that's where i spent a lot of my time whether and then when it when it did get when when it did get to a stage where like it, i wasn't in the thick of it and i could like i could like for most for the most part i could walk and stuff like that so i would just go for walks and have my earphones in and mm. listen to these sort of things and that would be considered like a workout i guess you know mm. it'd take an hour or two hours so it's like not like i was doing nothing at all and then i just had to do that back to back to back to back and like even when it had been like three four weeks and not like i was like nah i'm stuck like i might be able to throw a run in like no you not like you just got to keep going keep Mm. running because a lot of the time i did do that like i did two three weeks and i go like i'm starting to feel pretty good and then i'd throw like a run in or something that would like spike it past maybe like 120 130 yeah and it would be like, no, nah, now we've got to go back to the start, mm. like essentially. And that's that's what, like I was in that vicious cycle for like six months really yeah. before yeah. it was like, I got to a point where, and I was seeing cardiologists and stuff like that. And the cardiologist, I remember it was like five months and he's like, I, I was like, because I was obviously pretty worried that like, you know, I don't know, like I don't actually know if I'm going to get better or not. So mm. I, I was asking him like, have you seen this before and you know what like what would you recommend and asking for their advice and stuff and he actually hadn't he hadn't dealt with anyone that hadn't um gotten like past three months and not recovered oh wow yeah Yeah, and i guess as much as i was there like trying like to be I, i was trying to put myself in a position to like get better and stuff like that i'd just had to fully when i heard him say that i just had to fully be like all right doesn't matter if like it's been three weeks and i feel like i can throw in like a light jog or anything like that it's like no we just got to stick this out be strict strict as and i think it took like 10 or 11 weeks before i could actually start to throw that back into there Mm. and get back into it because otherwise yeah he, he he also added that like you know it's if you keep doing that then it's gonna the body's gonna start thinking that like that's the new norm. So then that's when you get to this the part where it might actually not get better because it thinks the new norm is that you've got whatever like an inflamed heart mm, or something mm. like that. So you're dealing with that for the rest of your life. It's like a bad back or something like that. If you don't deal with a bad back to begin with and you sort of just like compensate. push through yeah, compensate, push through work, whatever, you're twenty years down the track and now you've just like 
like built so many blocks on top that it's just compounded and now mm. you're at a stage where it's like it's like almost unfixable mm. and when that started to play with me i was like all right no like switch did, on did mm. it play into it at all like with a hereditary thing as well because your old boys had yeah. some dramas with the, the old boys had um few heart attacks he's got a triple or is it he's had a triple bypass he's got a stint in his heart yeah he had a couple heart attacks uh, a few years back and just because <clears throat> i i got mine from the vaccine i was vaccinated mm. and it was just an adverse reaction from my second jab mm. and um as a as a result of getting the vaccine I, I wanted to sort of take a bit of time off training anyway because of what the old boys like the hereditary thing like with the old boys and i knew that it, it like the, it, the risk that it posed is that i could have had dramas with my heart so i was like oh, okay just to be sure i'll take a few weeks off training mm. after getting the jab and and i did that i took a, a a few weeks off of boxing and then when i went back into it it just like wasn't the same like as soon as i got back into it it was like yeah it was just like a sharp like stab noticeable pain and when you're so pain. in tune with your body like day to day and you're training and looking after yourself and stuff you know when something's you different know, yeah you know when something's wrong what's your what's your thoughts obviously <laughs> probably to dive into a, yeah. a taboo topic but like <laughs> what's your thoughts after getting the vax and then that happening because like i know very little when it comes to that sort of yeah. thing but hearing your story and then like i probably wouldn't have done it for the fact that it stopped travel like mm. I've, i got both in mind but it was like it's so tricky because there's just so much information misinformation out there mm. that it's like it's hard to just make up your mind about things it is it? yeah it is i don't know I, i'm no expert so i just sort of just you know. <laughs> this is not health advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i've i've got no clue yeah but what's your opinion that. though like My, you? um i don't know it, it was it was it was tricky because like to have to have it you sort of would have been in a, a better off position because you know you could have like gone to all these places and essentially i could keep my job like i had to keep my i had to have it for my work mm. so if i didn't have it i would have been out of work mm. so it was almost a no-brainer for me to get it like i would have never gone overseas and stuff like that as well which i've done the last few months like it, it was a no-brainer for me to have it but then you look on the other side of like what it did and how it stopped like it, it took a massive chunk mm. out of my life away it's like you sort of see both ends of the scale i guess and 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 at the time like i'm trying to contextualize like back to that we we had no idea that we'd even be like here now like uh, like being able to travel overseas and stuff mm. like that we thought like who knows or even at brekkie this mm. morning i was thinking about the other day how things have changed like you used to there was a lockdown and all that sort of stuff and we got it off pretty easy in queensland yeah. but then to go to like Oh, you got to wear masks outside of the cafe and yeah. stuff and it's like and now it's just everything's back to normal and it's like that's when to me that's when i start questioning things of like well people seem to be just trying to do their best to protect people but then at the end of the day like if you're forcing people into a situation that's yeah. what i find a bit funny and like yeah that never sat right with me was the you know it was like yeah i do have a choice to have it or not but mm. if i choose not to then i'm out of work I can't mm. go traveling interstate. So, like, I can't see all my family back home in Melbourne. Mm. I can't go overseas. Like, so, yeah, the, that is my choice. But it's like any any person is probably going to make the same decision and have it done. So, it, it yeah, it was a tricky one. And, and you can understand why it created so much, like... Because in that time mm. as well, did you get COVID? Uh, 
No, I you haven't got it. Yet. No, I don't think I've. Uh, maybe like yeah. uh, I, being crook. No, nah, I've been crook. Yeah, I, I've I've never tested. I've never had a test. I've like I've been tested, but I've never had a test come up positive. So mm. I don't know. Like first for all by all means maybe I know the <laughs> the first weekend when we all went out to um the Chrissy holidays and it seemed like it just went through all mm, the boys yeah, yeah. that week maybe I might have had it then <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but I didn't feel all that great yeah but it was nothing like I didn't feel any different yeah. to if I've had the flu or something and if you like if that. you got mm. that base to fall back on of like eating well and exercising you're relatively fit like obviously every case is different as well yeah. but like I reckon yeah when I had it I had probably a day where I had sort of cold sweats and like just felt pretty under the weather and then maybe back. the day following I was yeah average but still and then back into it yeah, and I was like the rest it. of the time and fortunate enough like I was, I was in a role with work now where I could work from home and stuff like that but yeah it's it's been a crazy time for, it's, for yeah, so many people it's been so mm. weird and it, it like I think the sort of one size fits all approach that's been taken to it, maybe it was not the smartest thing to do. Like, you know, you, you could, Corey could eat about a one peanut and, you know, have a severe allergic reaction, need to go to hospital, mm. whereas I could smash three bags. Like, mm. them, so, <laughs> and, um, uh, like, and be sweet. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's it's like to have that one size blanket rule approach to everyone yeah. in the, that sort of sense is like it's not very it's you know it's not the, the wisest thing to do but i mean in that state of emergency i guess we're in people probably weren't thinking as clear and there, there's a lot of probably anxiety behind a lot of people's decisions and thoughts and mm. stuff like that so you never know but like either way like had i not gone through that and had i not you know been through those like testing times like i you know i wouldn't be in this seat sitting talking to you right now like who knows what, what i'd be doing so mm. it, it there's a silver lining to it all but well, i think the one of the biggest things for me that this last two years has taught me is like you just got to be accountable for your own health like it's mm. as simple as that like it, no one knows you better than yourself and although you know people might have degrees and expertise and all these sort of stuff to be able to make like you know educated yeah educated mm. like you know i guess predictions or you know advice give you advice at the end of the day you are you so you got to do what's best for you really mm. like you got to eat the foods that you react to best you got to train the way that makes you feel best you got to like be around the people that make you your best and stuff like that mm. so only you know I just want to get your thoughts on uh, the intimate fasting. You were, <laughs> intimate fasting. You were, um, I was a sucker big, for it. Advocate, I was a big advocate for it. Yeah, nah. But I also, I also heard that, like, obviously with your heart and having, yeah. like, inflammation, I've heard that fasting is good for inflammation. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, I, yeah, from, like, a lot of... The, I got into it from one of the boys uh, in the boxing gym, actually. Um, was doing it and he was getting some good results with it and I'm always a big advocate for like if like it, like as I said like you know you best so mm. you got to try like I love to put myself through different sort of trials and actually, yeah yeah and see if it works for me and you got to stick with it like I know a lot of people that have sort of done it for one week two weeks and they're like oh I'm not seeing anything or like oh I feel like crap I have no energy but like you got to actually give a bit of time to it so mm. I gave myself four weeks to do it and I was doing like a 16 eight protocol and it was like fast for 16 hours eat for eight hours 
and then the science behind it is that your body starts to adapt um, to use uh, fat as energy because it's so depleted of your glycogen stores that you've got no carbohydrates to run off as energy mm. that it starts to kick your body into like ketosis which mm-hmm. is like using ketones which is fat as an energy source and um, I would I would do that and, and I stuck a good like chunk out of it for like oh, I don't know maybe six to 12 months for it and I, I felt great like and, and it worked well for me especially for a sense where I was at a, a stage where I was trying to like maintain a light weight to be able to still eat like pretty freely but like mm. in an eight hour window like you can get <laughs> you can get a fair bit of food down mm. as, when you're training hard like you can get a fair bit of food down in that window so for me it was great because i didn't have to feel like i didn't feel restricted or anything like that mm. when i was eating i didn't feel like i couldn't eat something because i just feel i felt i feel like there's two ways to look at it you either choose when to eat or you choose what to eat and at this stage i could choose what to eat but i couldn't choose when to eat because i was Mm. eating through a certain window Mm. you got to always restrict one of those things when you're dieting i feel Mm. and i would rather restrict when to eat than restrict myself from eating foods that i want to eat and that's that's what worked out well for me because Mm. at the end of the day you're not going to lose weight or like you know burn body fat unless you're in a deficit and if i just limited my hours behind eating like the, the mm. hours that i was eating then it was a lot we, easier to stay we touched on it early off air as well <laughs> yeah. and it was just like especially through the trade industry and stuff smokos if you get 15 20 minutes whatever to smash a bunch of food down yeah especially if it's like pastas and stuff you always have this big crash after oh. that's what kicked it off for me because I, I started it wasn't like a full it was more just restricting to certain times and i'd have I wouldn't eat anything till 11 a.m. And then I'd try to finish eating up because I was saying earlier, like it affects my sleep if yeah. I'm eating late and that yeah. sort of thing as well. But yeah, just usually have like a little coffee in the morning still. So it wasn't it wasn't full. Like I probably wasn't going into ketosis, but it was just enough to restrict it to a point where like I didn't feel like sluggish. Yeah. And yeah, and, that, and once again, like it was just what sort of seemed to work for me. Yeah, I, I'm all for like, like, you know, just trial and see how you go mm. with it but like actually give yourself some time but i'm the same as you like if i have a big like carb heavy meal something that's like you know yeah like something that i guess the general consensus is that like you know you got to have carbohydrates for energy or something like that mm. so maybe like pasta or rice if i ever have those meals i proper want to go to sleep like <laughs> yeah i'm in a food coma especially if you have like a decent sized meal i'm in a food coma for the next three four hours yeah it's just like even like I had like foggy memory and brain, like that was one thing with fasting I noticed. Like I could think like a lot clearer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you have a massive meal, it's just like, bleh. like yeah, you know, you're yeah, so I'm sluggish sure. and stuff like that. So I was uh, even now like I I don't I don't do it to a T or anything like that. But some mornings if I'm not training or something like that before work, I I can easily just like not have breakfast, just like sort of go throughout the day and just like sort of think when i'm actually hungry like yeah or, or like i might have a session coming up all right i'll get some food into me now mm. and then just sort of play it by ear the whole time like you don't always have to be smashing food like i know the consensus is you wake up you have a heavy breakfast and then you have a snack two hours later and then you have lunch and then you have an afternoon snack and then you have a big dinner or something like that it's not really like that because like you know we got to where we are now and we didn't have grocery Uber stores eats. yeah Uber, <laughs> Uber eats and yeah. stuff like that you know yeah. the, the, the wagon yeah our ancestors probably ate like once a day and it was only yeah. when someone like bloody 
killed a massive I don't know kangaroo yeah <laughs> yeah probably kangaroo would eat it. Yeah, yeah yeah killed a massive kangaroo <laughs> and just fed Tucker for the whole crew yeah you made the coolest kid in town yeah. <laughs> um, we're just a bit over an hour now so obviously we'll touch on these last two questions yeah. as well um, do you have a favourite failure that you've uh, benefited from in the long run um, yeah I mean I've got plenty of failures but the the one that would probably like come to mind the most now would just be like my pericarditis issue mm. that I've had the last um, six months of this year. Uh, that's probably the one that comes to mind the most just because it's the one that's impacting me the most at this moment in time. Whereas, you know, you had mm. asked me a year ago, it would have been, well, obviously it would have been something different a year ago, but it, it it's never ending. But that, that it's my favorite failure now because as I said, like I was able to educate myself in areas that I wouldn't, essentially wouldn't necessarily have educated myself in and i was able to you know i was in canada for three weeks of the last month and got to fly over fly over and see my best mate and travel and see all these beautiful different places and essentially i wouldn't have been able to do that if i wasn't vaccinated so Mm. there's always a silver lining to it there and and stuff like that like I would have never listened to podcasts you know I might have not tuned into the Montana Project every week I might have just brushed and said I don't listen to podcasts and went, oh no so we're yeah. definitely we're definitely not on the health and uh, nutrition <laughs> when you're talking about it's geniuses a, I was like not this one it's a good listen but it's a good listen I do enjoy when the episodes come out weekly yeah. So yeah. especially when it's like you know people that I have good relationships mm. with like mm. to see listen to those boys chat it's awesome Cool. And second question, if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? <laughs> I was stumped on this one a bit when you sent me, like, because you didn't want me to go into this, just no clue. Um, and I always thought, like, you know, I'd say something, like, inspirational, like, <laughs> like, like a good one I, I like is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, like, if I had one billboard and like only one chance to do it, I probably wouldn't say that because <laughs> it's corny as. I'd, 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 it'd be something to do with my mates. Like, I love my mates. It, it, like, it might even be just something like that. I love my mates, but it'd, it'd be something about getting around your mates or, or mm. it, you know, get around your people, just like support each other. Because at the end of the day, like, you'd, we're all just little tribes, I guess. And, and that you, you make the most progress when you work in groups, no matter how individualized we all think we are. You always get better results when you work in packs. What do they say? If you want to go fast, go by yourself, and if you want to go far, go together. There you Something go. Like That's that. what I'd yeah. put on my <laughs> billboard. We need to work out how much a billboard is, because like for the sake of it, if everyone chipped in, just get a photo of all of us. Like, <laughs> no, nothing on, nothing on there. Just a photo of us. People, uh, maybe like, we have like one of those. Um, electronic billboards that like change they're yeah. like the, the real ones and they change maybe like Corey this week with Corey's quote yeah. and then the next week we could like zoom into what I want to say yeah. Yeah. maybe we should invest in that or one of those trucks you know those trucks that drive around like I don't know there's an Astro World truck driving around yeah is it a nice vacant spot yeah. on the back of Corey's you we just there we go slapping now we're talking <laughs> oh. we can get this happening once uh, it a sponsorship once this yeah once this podcast gets a million or something I reckon we'll be able to fund that Sure. Perfect. Yeah. Um, easy. Before we wrap up, I wanted to give two quick shout outs as well. So one was to my mum. She is, I think she it was yesterday or the day before. She's seven years abstinent now with like sugar, flour, a bunch of like just it's unreal. Yeah. And I'm like, we were chatting about it at Brecky this yeah. morning. I was saying how these amazing people like Ned Brockman running across mm. the country right now, amazing physical feats, crazy. And then 
But something like that where it's diet is just so overlooked. But if you challenge yourself to actually cut out sugar, even for like a week or something like that, it's crazy. It's, yeah, you don't realize how like much sugar is in a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the, the, like the discipline behind that is so hectic. Like, yeah. Kudos to her. Yeah. And kudos to, to her like challenging herself. Yeah. That's another thing. Like I feel like so many people don't put themselves in uncomfortable situations for i don't know for what reason but when you do like you know we're talking about doing that four by four by 48 Mm. challenge and that's torture like i look at that and i'm shitting my pants (laughs) but i know that like as i said to you like i don't want to do it but i know that after you've finished it like the feeling that you will have from it i'll be so like you grow from it Mm. yeah you'll Mm. grow from it i'll be so jealous to not be a part of that and you know Mm. we're talking about other challenges next year i just think just do hard things go mm. do hard things and then after it's done make a decision on whether it was worth it or not mm. more like nine times out of ten the the stuff that we all talk about like when we're in these type of settings or we're out having drinks or at lunch the stuff we always talk about is always the failures it's always mm. like the the shitty crap stuff that yeah. happened to you or mm. you know what i mean dylan sending pictures to <laughs> blokes <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> We love bringing that one up. Yeah. <laughs> the bloke didn't win an award or anything. I think to have, yeah, to have that little like cookie jar of just being able to, I guess, yeah, hard things that you've done in the past and be like, all right, well, if I've done that, I can take this on. That's yeah. why like, I love starting the day with some exercise and those good things. So that even if the remainder of your day is challenging, you're like, look, like if you break it up into section, you're like, well, the first, st- like the first section of my morning has been fantastic. Yeah. And that's, trying to increase those just healthy habits in your life whether it's training eating well walking the dog seeing friends like it's so important to just for your overall mental health and just having having a good time exactly Mm. it's yeah it's hectic the the like benefits you get out of like especially physical training i feel like the benefits you get outside of just those physical benefits is so good Mm. and Mm. that's why like i'm keen to do all these you know challenges it <laughs> you Noosa, keep sending my way there's a 50 next year yeah you said that one too and I was like, oh you put it out there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i guess we got to do it don't we'll, we we'll be 60 there. is we'll there? Be there. 50, 50. Oh, okay. there's yeah. a gla- glass house 100 yeah, you doing, yeah. yeah i sort it? of well, yeah, didn't I was, read that one i don't think i don't think i'll I see how it lasts i'm like Ooh. one day at yeah. a time yeah, we'll <laughs> get, i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna start running again from uh oh but nah i love it i love it and you know it, it's that pack thing like who knows if we would have done that if we were just by mm-hmm. ourselves mm. like, yeah. maybe maybe not the um the other one just quickly as well uh obviously we've been on a little bit of a hiatus back into it now but um a fella from work hit me up and he just said like and he's been so supportive through this whole podcast and like listens in every monday like it's his drive to work and he called me up the other day and he's like mate where's the episodes like what's going on here and obviously he was aware of getting married and this is amy and i not Corey and i yeah. <laughs> going overseas and all that sort of stuff and he actually he opened up and um just expressed how he's battled with some depression and stuff in the past and just hearing guys just have a chat about it and be really open so for us it was really nice feedback but also just to hear someone sort of benefiting from that as well so at the end of the day it still comes back to this podcast is almost like a secondary benefit to give it to other people but sitting here and having that social connection with yourself and that's just yeah it's mm. awesome yeah, so that's great shout out to them yeah. but also shout out to yourself for jumping on thank you boys yeah. appreciate that no, thank it's you awesome. cool cool here, here before a million <laughs> <laughs> <Sucked in. laughs> right, right. cheers mate thanks lads